Welcome to the Work Camper Show, a podcast devoted to helping you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. I'm Steve Anderson, the president of Work Camper News. Each one of our episodes will either introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to opportunities to work short-term jobs. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber. Thank you, Steve. Today I'm interviewing a woman who travels around the country in an RV with her husband while preparing curriculum and other educational resources for teachers. Today's episode is sponsored by Work Camper News. With its diamond and platinum membership tools, Work Camper News is much more than just a job listing website. When you put the tools of this professional service into action, you'll find out just how easy it can be to turn your work camping dreams into reality. The one-year memberships open the door to a one-stop shop for all things work camping. And being the original resource for work camping, you'll find the largest number of job listings, be able to connect with the community of work campers, and do resources compiled by experts who've been enjoying the RV lifestyle for many years. If you're serious about leading a successful and enjoyable work camping lifestyle, then a diamond or platinum membership is for you. You can even get started with a free 30-day trial by visiting www.workcamper.com forward slash trial. Embark on new adventures today with the support of Work Camper News behind you. Michelle and Scott McDonald are originally from Washington State. They started RVing three years ago and today own an Airstream travel trailer large enough for the couple, two dogs, and a business. The McDonald's have always enjoyed the outdoors. In the past, Scott worked in the outdoor recreation industry, helping others to enjoy exploration, adventure, and travel. Michelle worked in a classroom before jumping into curriculum development. She specializes in designing high-quality social studies lessons for children in kindergarten through eighth grade. Homeschoolers, as well as students in public and private schools across the country, use the curriculum Michelle designs. RVing lends itself to creating great material because Michelle and Scott can actually visit historic and cultural sites to gather information and images before developing the material. Traveling gives them a great perspective. COVID actually helped Michelle because she was able to design virtual field trips to various locations. Their curriculum needs to be accurate and engaging for teachers to spend their own money to acquire the lessons. Technology makes it easier for the McDonald's to develop stunning virtual travel experiences for classroom use. However, the couple doesn't confine their curriculum development to sites they can visit. For example, the McDonald's conducted a lot of online research to create lessons pertaining to ancient Rome and Greece, where they tried to spark student interest by telling often untold stories from that era. After creating resources, the material is made available for sale on a website called TeachersPayTeachers.com. To tell us more about their travels and how they use that to create exceptional curriculum for teachers and homeschooling parents, please welcome Scott and Michelle McDonald to the show. Thank you for joining me today, Michelle and Scott. I really appreciate it. So tell me a little bit about you guys and where you're from. We are from Washington State. And right now, though, we are in Arizona. So we're on the road. What part of Arizona? We're down uh, near the Mexican border uh, in a small little town called Y. Okay. Uh, in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. You're in my state. I'm up north a little bit, up in Phoenix, northwest Phoenix. So yes. great weather we're having today. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How long have you been RVing? Well, we, this is like our third season, um, RVing, but we started with tent camping and car camping. And then we had a, a 1970s pop-up tent camper. And as we've just spent more time on the road, we realized that having something a little more hard-sided makes sense. So we've kind of evolved into where we are today, which is a um, an Airstream. Airstream, a travel trailer. Why did you pick that? Um, it was it was really just a an evolution of kind of what our needs were. Um, you know, I would say as we started out with the, with the basic uh, pop-up, we realized that, you know, it just wasn't substantial enough to be able to do the work uh, and, and really mobile living uh, that we wanted to do as opposed to camping. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that was the, the change. Pop-ups can be a little cramped. Are you traveling with pets? Yeah. <laughs> and they're very cramped. <laughs> we did that with dogs as well. Yeah. It, it made it quite interesting. So what kind of dogs do you have? We have, um, an Australian cattle dog and then, um, we have a Leon burger yeah. that we just rescued in the last year and he's a big boy. So <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never heard of one, a Leon burger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. What kind of dog? I mean, you said he's a big boy. So is he like German shepherd size? Uh, a little bigger, so it's a. Uh, uh, they're a mix between a Saint Bernard and a Newfoundland, and so that's uh, a. He's he's a a, a full another person in the, uh, in the RV. <laughs> that's fun. Do the dogs like camping as well? Love love it. They, I mean, a dog's life on the road. They get to do all sorts of hiking and trail running and adventuring so yeah they love it (laughs) Mm -hmm. what made you decide to jump into the rv lifestyle you know we've always just kind of loved the outdoors scott has worked in the outdoor rec industry for 10 plus years and so that's just kind of as our jobs have evolved as i left the classroom i was a full-time teacher Um, And as I stepped into the role that I have now as a curriculum designer, it just kind of um, evolved to where we could work on the road and just kind of already fit in with the lifestyle that we've enjoyed. What do you do, Scott? Uh, So I work with uh, the outdoor rec industry. And so my, my passions are, are exploration and adventure and travel. So it was, it was very natural for us to want to take, you know, our life on the road. And so it was just kind of, uh, happened, uh, to be exactly what, what fit our lives. That's, doing ne- it this way. That's neat. Do you help uh, plan people or plan tours for people or guide them on tours? Uh, in the past I, I did work in that capacity and, but now, uh, I'm completely devoted to uh, working with Michelle and in, in her uh, her current business. So mm-hmm. we are uh, just a, a, a tag team on that now. Now you said that you are developing curriculum. Is this for homeschoolers? Um, homeschool families do take advantage of the curriculum that I create. Um, my focus is K through eight social studies 
Uh, my background is in elementary ed and secondary social studies education. So um, I reach classrooms just across the U.S. and abroad. And, uh, and, and so a lot of times that the things that I create um, are um, accessible for homeschool families, too. All right. So school districts and homeschoolers are purchasing this, this uh, curriculum. Yeah. And a lot of teachers, um, you know, teachers spend a lot of their hard earned money um, on resources because um, unfortunately, especially in the realm of social studies, a lot of times teachers are really lacking in material and content. And so they're looking for, um, you know, high quality resources that they can use in their classroom with their students. Well, that would fit ideally with RVing, wouldn't it? Because you could go to all of these historical places and important sites and, and write up about them and develop curriculum about what you're seeing. It, it's exactly that. It's, uh, you know, it's hard to be to say that, you know, we're about travel and adventure and uh, be stuck in our home uh, 24-7. So being <laughs> able to go out and actually see the spots that we're talking about um, is a great experience and I think gives us a, a great perspective. Um, so it's, yeah, it, it fits in quite well. What are some of the fun places that you visited so far that's tied into your curriculum development? Um, well, we just finished, um, I just wrapped up a, a virtual tour of the California gold rush. We just spent a lot, bunch of time in California. Um, and now I'm working on one, um, that's aligned with the California standards that's based on this, uh, the California missions. And so, yeah, as we've been able to travel and explore different places, it really just, it, I think that that really enhances a lot of what I'm able to put together. Um, I focus on virtual field trips, especially with when schools transitioned to the online learning, teachers were really in need of engaging activities for social studies and so that's really where i branched into these virtual tours and so yeah now it's just perfect that we're on the road for that mm -hmm. by it also uh, yeah it, it allowed us to uh to go get out and see the the national parks mm -hmm. which is a, a passion for me and uh you know like as you're familiar with the grand canyon quite close uh we've been able to spend some some good time there and um you know, just all all up and down the, the West, especially. We we did some rock climbing in Joshua Tree, and that was really neat as well. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Technology today has made, um, you know, this virtual travel just really uh, an enhanced learning experience for students. I can imagine. You know, when I was a youngster, you know, you, the teacher would press a button at a beep and the slide would move forward. And that's what we, <laughs> how we learned about all this stuff. So I hope you're doing better than that. <laughs> Have you worked any work camping jobs or is this pretty much the only thing you do? This is what um, I do full time when we're on the road. All right. Yep, We're devoted to this, uh, all, all, of, all of it completely. <laughs> Are you going from school district to school district, uh, putting on s seminars, webinars, and things like that for kids? Um, so I am uh, the resources that I put together are available online for teachers. Um, I am involved in a number of organizations that provide professional development for teachers. So um, I am involved in that capacity. Uh, but a lot of the, that has been virtual because of just you know, the pandemic and everything. Sure. 
what are some examples of the curriculum that you've developed? What are the lessons that you're teaching kids? You know, I recently focused on um, a world history unit that went to all over the world from focusing on ancient Rome and Greece and um, just bringing in different perspectives and highlighting just some of the untold stories. And so, yeah, it's been, it's, I love hearing from teachers that are finding that this has been um, a, a great way to bring to life um, social studies that sometimes students find maybe a little boring or uninteresting, but this really just captures their attention and sparks curiosity. How did you guys stumble into this? This sounds fascinating to me. <laughs> well, I've been, um, I started creating resources for my own classroom and I started sharing them online on a platform called Teachers Pay Teachers. And um, as a social studies specialist, I noticed there weren't a lot of resources for teachers. And so I started sharing what I was making and other teachers just said, wow, um, this is great. Can you make, you know, X, Y, Z? And that turned into, you know, creating other resources. And a lot of what I put together now is based on what teachers are asking and needing for their students today. So it just evolved into a point where I found that I was able to, I loved being in the classroom. So I don't want to just minimize that because I love working with students, but I found that I was able to reach more students, help teachers, um, and do this full time was making a big impact than being in the classroom. I would, so that's kind of how it evolved. I would agree with that. So you're developing curriculum based on what teachers are telling you they need. You're not just dreaming up something, hoping that you can sell it. They're actually saying, boy, it'd be nice if you, we would have something about this that include these features kinds of thing. Yeah, Ab absolutely. That's great. And so Scott, do you develop, I mean, she develops a curriculum. Do you put life to it? I mean, with photos and things like that is how are you involved in all of this? So, uh, she's, she's the creative genius in, in all of this. I'm, uh, I'm just the backup, uh, <laughs> hand. So, okay. Yeah. My, my aspect is making sure that, uh, she has everything in her capacity to be able to do this, which means, um, making sure that we've got the Wi-Fi, uh, the internet connections, the power uh, to be able to work from the road and um, making sure that that's seamless and taking off of her plate, you know, other things that, that may get in the way. So, uh, you know, taking the dogs out during the day, um, <laughs> it gives me a chance to go out and adventure with the dogs and she gets some time to work quietly in the small <laughs> space. So um, it's just a, a a teamwork uh, portion of it. And that's where I fall in. That sounds like fun. How many hours a week would you say you put into this? I think it really, it really varies. Um, I mean, I usually work maybe a half day or so um, most days, but if we're traveling, um, I, I know that I'm pretty much not going to be turning my computer on and working. I can do a few things for my phone. Um, but I, I definitely have to make plans for when I'm working and utilize whatever time we have. Cause I, I don't want to spend all of my time sitting in the trailer. I want to be able to go explore too. So right. <laughs> just got to maximize my time. 
I'm sure that just getting out and exploring also sparks your creativity about, boy, it'd be neat if we could teach kids how this works or about this particular thing that we've just discovered ourselves. Mm-hmm. Do you maintain a blog too? I do. I have um, a website, um, strategiceducationalservices.com. And um, I share tips and strategies for teachers Um, one of the things that I've recently branched into with the virtual field trips that I create is, um, is within the field of aging services. And so I've been able to form, um, a partnership with a company that is reaching, um, older adults that are in senior living, um, communities and able to take these virtual trips right from, from wherever they are, whether it's, you know, in a senior living or um, someone that needs a care plan at home. So um, all of that is housed on my, on my website. So am I understanding correctly that you are tapping into some of these seasoned citizens and their own experience and using that to develop your curriculum? Um, it, it's more that the virtual field trips that I've put together have Um, gone beyond just the classroom to where seniors are able to travel virtually um, from home if they're aging in place or if they're in a um, a senior living community. um, It's utilized as a group activity. Um, And so it it is a great way to rekindle memories if maybe you have been somewhere um, or would love to travel, but travel is no longer a possibility. So it opens um, opens doors and windows. That's really cool. So you're developing these things primarily to help kids, but you're seeing a potential market as well for seasoned citizens who might just want to learn more about them more themselves or to relive some of their memories. Yeah, that's great. And how'd you stumble onto that? Um, it was my mother-in-law. She was the one that saw it as a great idea and potential and um, just threw it out there. She said, you know, this is not just for students. You've got to branch out. And so that's when I started looking into that and um, was able to to branch out into that area as well. That's great. Have you faced any challenges on the road? There, yes, there are definitely challenges. Uh, You know, we're in a, a small space and it's continually changing. So you don't have uh, the stability that you have from a workspace at home or a workspace uh, in an office. And so we just have to be flexible uh, is is what our, our mantra is that, you know, we may not get everything done that we want to uh, in one session or at one time, uh, but we know that, you know, that's part of it and we're gonna have time you know at at another time down the road to be able to work on things and we can enjoy what we have here so okay that sounds fun uh did you have to modify your rv to accommodate the workspace that you've developed no major modifications um it it's been primarily electrical uh we i've done some things that way to make sure that we have the amount of power and and uh, connections that we need uh but no major workspace modifications <laughs> mostly mostly for me i just need my my laptop so i don't have a lot of 
equipment that I have to set up. I mean, I, you know, different from home where everything is just at your fingertips that here, everything has its place and has to be stored. So, you know, I do have to put everything up each day and that's minimal though. So, um, but Scott has done a really great job of figuring out our needs as far as solar so that we can be boondocking and we don't always have to stay in like a campground. So we spend the majority of our time actually just um, on our own um, boondocking. That's got to give you a lot of flexibility too, as far as places that you can go. Yeah. Yeah. And there are some amazing um, apps that provide reviews and feedback that we utilize so that before we go somewhere, we can make sure that there's going to be cell service so that I can, you know, hook up to the internet and, and work. And so there have been times though, where we've, we've, landed somewhere, got all settled, and then found out that this is not, this is not going to be an ideal work setup. Just the Wi-Fi speeds were not great. And so we had to move on. And so that's kind of one of the drawbacks of being on the road. Mm -hmm. What do you use for internet connection? Do you have special equipment for that? Um, it's about redundancy really. Uh, so we use both a, a hotspot uh, and our phone service. And uh, we use a couple of different providers. So that way, depending on where we're at, uh, we'll have options. And, um, you know, in the future, there are definitely some some upgrades that, that we'd like to do that would make that easier. Uh, but right now, we've, we've been able to start out pretty simple and, and been successful with it. So... Getting a good internet connection is one of the most common problems that people working on the road seem to talk about a lot. And you yes. mentioned that you have multiple providers, meaning that you'll have an account with Verizon and AT&T so that you've got coverage just about everywhere? Correct. Yeah, exactly. Redundancy on kind of all of our levels uh, is, is one of the things that we go back to. So, yeah, and that is definitely one of them. Okay. Have you figured out a way to shut off the internet for everybody else at a campground so you have an instant clear connection to the router? <laughs> no, but if you figure it out, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think there'd be a big, big demand for that type of thing. So yeah. where, where do you decide to go from place to place? Just go on a whim wherever you want to go or do you, are you more strategic in the places you visit? Um, we have a general bucket list of places that we would like to see, um, both for personal reasons and then, um, you know, to enhance what we're doing with the business. And so outside of those, that general idea, we really kind of leave it uh, to a whim. Um, whatever is close and next is uh, the direction we head. Yeah, Scott likes to get his ski days in, and so, you know, we, we like to make sure that we, you know, kind of, even though Arizona is nice right now and it's the winter, but um, he still wants to get some ski days in, too, so we, we do work around that, too. Yeah, Scott, I was going to tell you that you have to go about four or five hours north of where you're at to catch the ski slopes in Arizona. Yes, yes, so uh, that and now... Uh, Actually, here in the near future, I hope to be up in the uh, north New Mexico area hitting up uh, Santa Fe and Taos as well. So, 
Oh, that's a gorgeous, gorgeous area any time of the year. So you'll have a lot of fun up there for sure. So, yes, we're looking forward to it. What are some of the places on your bucket list that you'd really like to go to? Oh, goodness. Um, well, we are headed into Mexico tomorrow. This will be our first time traveling by travel trailer to Mexico. We've we've both been to Mexico before, but um, we've been really curious about what it's like to you know, um, bring a travel trailer, be on the beach and explore. So that's, that's one of the things that has been on our bucket list for a little while that we're actually doing tomorrow, <laughs> starting okay. tomorrow. That's neat. Are there any other places in America that you'd like to see? You know, we, we've both been fortunate that we've been able to travel a fair amount just because, you know, it, it was our passions. And so, um, it's kind of filling in a lot of the gaps. Uh, you know, we really don't have an end date right now. So at this point, you know, it will probably take us down around to Florida and, and up to Maine and everything in between. So we're, uh, we're, we're going to see a lot, I believe here in the near future. That's neat. And working for yourself gives you even more flexibility because you don't have to to honor these commitments that can take a season or two to fulfill. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I do feel like this working on the road and working for myself is, is definitely a luxury. It's a privilege. And I don't take that for granted because it is really nice. I don't have, you know, meeting after meeting stacked up. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, I'm really fortunate. What are some of the favorite places that you have visited? Um, we, um, we do love, um, the Arizona desert. I mean, we just, I think it's because we live in the Pacific Northwest. And so we love the beauty of the mountains and the forest, you know, the national forest, but at the same time, it's a neat change to be in the desert. And, um, and we like that too. It sure is. You said you were from Washington or what part of Washington? We're on the east side, uh, just out of Spokane, Washington. Uh, so we have a great area of recreation uh, around us there, uh, Washington, Idaho. But mm -hmm. uh, there's always more to explore. You'd mentioned skiing. I had done that years ago back in my 20s. I wound up in a ski slope north of Spokane somewhere. I couldn't even tell you what it was. But it took like yeah. 45 minutes to take the... Uh, the lift up to the top of the mountains and two and a half hours for me to fall every 15 minutes or 15 seconds on the way down. So that was just crazy, <laughs> but fun, fun memory. Uh, yeah. Good. You had mentioned that you had some favorite apps that you like to consult when planning your trips and to make life on the road easier. What are some of those people might be interested? Yeah, sure. Um, I overlander is really great. And then is it a, Free Roam was uh, the one that we started with, I think, and then realized that there were many more out there. Um, and so we'll kind of cross-reference between that. Campendium? Yep, Campendium is, is good as well. Uh, and then there are some uh, Wi-Fi and internet uh, connection apps like um, open signal open signal yes that are quite handy that basically tells you the direction uh, to point the antennas toward the closest cell towers if i'm not mistaken right okay yep. 
what do some of the other apps do like iOverlander and free free realm um it's a great way to see if there are campgrounds or blm or um sites where you can overnight camp and people will upload their reviews so you can see um you know they'll say people will say hey there was great wi-fi signal or the road is pretty rough going in um so it kind of gives you a little bit of information before you get there or you can kind of determine if it would be a good spot for the day and and it's not to say that we don't go off grid because there are plenty of times we will camp where we don't have service and that and that's fine too we just make sure we plan um ahead if that's going to be the case the uh the other thing i think that we quite often are are looking for and i, I know that everybody's will recognize is that uh both dump sanitation sites and water are two big needs and so uh they are great references for that as well now with the solar system that you installed, are you able to spend like days out on the road boondocking? Yeah, so we can uh, we can be about two weeks uh, off uh, away from from any ho- type of hookup. So yeah, wow, that's that's gives you an enormous amount of flexibility. How cool is that? Yeah, yeah, water is like he said is also one of the big um setbacks i think for being able to stay in one spot for a while and we invested in um a portable i guess you would say portable um water bladder that we can it's like 45 gallons that we can fill up in addition to our tank and we have that just on our truck that we can add more water into our tank so that that is helpful too and that probably goes a long way in helping to keep the big guy uh in water yeah. right <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> oh that's funny uh have you enjoyed any special perks in this kind of lifestyle absolutely i mean it is pretty amazing to sit down and work and then put everything away and just go out on an afternoon hike or we'll go um, to the beach and be able to explore someplace new. And that is definitely a perk. And, and Scott and I both love the sun. We love good weather. Mm -hmm. So we'll move. We can move (laughs) if the weather turns. That's right. You can go to places where they measure bad weather in, in days or in hours and, and instead of, uh, days and weeks. Correct. Correct. Very good. Do you have any advice for people who are considering becoming a work camper or engaging in the RV lifestyle? I would say start um, small, take short trips to kind of work out the kinks of working on the road. So we would take a few like weekend trips here and there, and I would intentionally bring my work so that I could figure out, can I do this on the road? What do I really need? Um, I, at one point, like at home, I work with two monitors, but on the road that didn't really make sense. And so I had to make some compromises. And so I think it is, it, I think doing small trips and figuring it out before deciding to do like six months on the road would probably be um, just 
it would be a great way to save yourself some hassle. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about you, Scott? Do you have any advice? Uh, you know, just the things that we talked about that, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of being flexible and having redundancy and uh, planning, you know, looking ahead to try and figure out, you know, what those stumbling blocks may be. You're not going to catch all of them, but if you can catch a few, it, it definitely makes it easier. Very good. Do you still have a sticks and bricks home up in Washington? We, we do. Yes. So, um, as, as much as we do love the sun, uh, and I do still enjoy my winters up there. So, uh, I, I can't quite give it up just yet. <laughs> so when do you plan to return to Washington? We don't have it. We don't have an end date in mind. <laughs> okay. Very good. I just wondered if you went up like the, and for the warmer weather to spend the summer up there and then hit the road again to, to come down south when it's warm and it's snowing up yeah. in Washington. Okay. For the past few years, that is um, exactly what we did. We would just come down um, for several months during the winter and we just have um, a much more flexible open schedule that we have the time to be able to go um long term so we just figured why not you know let's take advantage of the time that we have now that's great that's a wonderful advice well i really appreciate the time guys uh it sounds fascinating what you're doing being able to go around and tour wherever you'd like to stay wherever you'd like and then writing up uh think about things you're seeing to help kids and seasoned citizens to uh better educate themselves that's that's very cool Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you. I'd like to thank Michelle and Scott McDonald for sharing details of their travel adventures and how it relates to curriculum development that provides enough income to support their travel lifestyle. It's kind of a perpetual cycle. The McDonald's travel to a location like a national park to gather information, take pictures and videos. Then they assemble the material into compelling lessons for students, teachers, and parents who are willing to buy it. That funds the next leg of their travel adventure. Michelle found a need and figured out a way to fill it. As a classroom teacher, Michelle discovered that options for really good social studies curriculum in grades kindergarten to eighth grade was lacking, so she and Scott started creating their own. The response was wonderful, with teachers asking for other resources as well. Eventually, Scott and Michelle saw RVing as a way to add even more flavor to their lessons by incorporating images, information, and stories they uncovered through their travels. The McDonald's also maintain a blog site at www.strategiceducationalservices.com. What's really interesting is that the McDonald's discovered a secondary market for their material too. Seasoned citizens living in retirement communities or long-term care facilities are acquiring the curriculum for use in group activities. It's a great way for them to rekindle memories and spark interactive discussions when travel isn't an option for them anymore. Michelle and Scott are planning even more trips in the months ahead. They'd like to travel from Florida to Maine while documenting historical places and national parks along the way. Not only will the McDonald's benefit from seeing these places firsthand, but they're using their skills to help young students and seasoned citizens to experiencing them in meaningful ways as well. You can follow their adventures at www.strategiceducationalservices.com.
www.teachersparkservices.com or look for Michelle's curriculum at www.teacherspayteachers.com. I wish them the best of luck in pursuing their business and their travel dreams. Today's episode was sponsored by The Dreamer's Journey. It's an online course and community produced by Work Camper News. Life is way too short to keep your dreams on hold, so don't be held back by fear because you were designed for more. So get started in the RV lifestyle the right way with this comprehensive guide. For just $29.95 for one year of access, Dreamers have unlimited viewing of 50 plus videos to learn things like what type of RV to buy, goal setting, how to budget for the adventure, developing a positive mindset, setting up a domicile, and operating a small business on the road, plus everything about work camping and how to find the right job for you. Each video is 30 to 90 minutes long to give in-depth coverage on each topic. There's no wrong time to get started, so for more information, visit www.rvdreamersjourney.com. That's all I have for this week's show. Next week, I'll be speaking with another employer who has several job opportunities available for solos and couples who like to travel and support themselves by evaluating natural gas lines for utility companies across America. I'll have those details on the next episode of The Work Camper Show. Thank you for listening.